The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball NBA DFS Today podcast. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by one of the sharks out there in the DFS NBA world, Mr. Mike Apatria. How are you tonight, Mike? Doing pretty good, Coach. You know, I uh, despite uh, having a decent amount of uh, Robert Williams, um, you know, I'm do- I'm doing okay. Uh, you know, the little yeah, elbow to the head kind of hurt me, but Man, I still yeah. I, I still managed to catch a couple of my guys. I had some pretty good plays in my lap. We were talking about a little bit before here. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's kind of like uh, one of those things I alluded to at the end of last podcast is be careful over these next few days. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You have to be. I mean, there's a, I was nine and one in my head to heads today. So, you know, like we've said before. You can make a lot of money right now. It's just you got to really, really watch closely because, I mean, what would you say? Ten major guys got scratched this afternoon at least or maybe more. So you're right. I mean, there's money to be made, but you do want to manage your bankroll because you don't want to, you know, have somebody scratched or take a zero or take a, a slight elbow like your Williams guy and then not play the rest of the game, you know? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's any like we were talking about, any little stub toe, tight muscle, anything. They're gonna pull them right out immediately, and you know, I'm gonna just gonna go with the strategy going forward. Where if I don't hear uh, significant or definitive news of whether a guy's gonna be playing or whether he's gonna be getting a decent amount of minutes or anything according, I'm just not touching them. It's not worth it. I want to make sure every guy I got in my lineup is gonna be an absolute, you know, twenty minute minimum kind of guy. And I'll tell you, I, I've been winning, honestly, 50% of my head-to-heads and the small three and five gamers by, you know, other guys having to take a goose egg on somebody. And then you just, you know, it, it's just so debilitating when you do that. And I've been lucky. I've only taken one the whole preseason, and that was stupid Tory Craig. for. So, and then he started the next game, by the way, and played 28 minutes just to be more agitating but yeah it's i mean you got to avoid those uh early on but we've only got three more nights man three nights of preseason and then you know right now we'll be watching live games next week at this time so how exciting is that man yeah i actually i was just talking about with one of my buddies i told you i'm gonna be out of uh out of out of the state for a little bit of work i gotta i gotta double check and make sure i can play dfs in that state well, that that happened to me you know, when I went to the summer league. Uh, I, I was all fired up, obviously, to you know f- fire up the DFS contest going to the summer league games because they had uh, quite a few contests, and I couldn't access it in Nevada. So uh, yeah, you, you remember because I, yeah. I had you and Adrian try to put some plays in for me. That was agitating. So yeah, you better double check that. Uh, <laughs> Because they they are pretty strict on that, they'll shut it right down. Yeah, no, I gotta I gotta get my contacts in order accordingly, but just double check before I go. Look, really looking right, forward yeah. to it. The, you know, we like that first opening night. That's our night, uh, oh, our yeah. money making night. But like you said, we we still have three games, and uh, I think we For three days, three days. Yeah, yeah three I'm days. sorry, three yeah. days. Uh, plenty of games, three days, uh, six games to talk about tonight. Like we yep. always do, we record it the night before, so. 
I think, uh, you know, proceed with caution again and, you know, take everything we say with a grain of salt because a lot's going to change from right now until tomorrow. Well, I agree. And, you know, we, again, we, we always uh, record this the night before. So it's Tuesday night and we're, we're uh, going to be talking about uh, the six game slate uh, that's locks at seven Eastern uh, tomorrow, which is Wednesday, October 16th. And then Thursday, there's a five-game slate. Friday, a six-game slate. And then we have the Saturday, Sunday, Monday uh, long weekend off to prepare for the opener on Tuesday. So that'll be fantastic. And, you know, like Mike just said, I think uh, I I had mentioned before the show, I I did uh, the three-game slate last night by myself. And, you know, I thought – the information was good, but unfortunately like 25% of the information I shared ended up uh, scratches today. So, you know, my, my word is, especially in these, I mean, it's important always, but in these next three days when who the hell knows, you know, who the coaches are going to decide to sit at the last second, you got to stay involved with us uh, at Hoopball Fantasy on, you know, uh, search that on Twitter you can get me at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I, at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And uh, our, our third guy, Andrew, his is at Language Olympic. Now, the other thing I'm excited to announce today is what was launched is if you go to hoop-ball.com, which is our home base, HoopBall, uh, there is now a forum thread in there that is strictly for DFS. So they're going to be uh, reviewing our shows, up, you know, updating, sort of summarizing our picks, and then just consistently putting feeds on there of, of guys that are scratched. Uh, they broke the, the big uh, Celtics you know, benching like 9 million guys today. Uh, so, you know, stay on that. I would advise that all year, but, you know, these next three nights for sure. And, Welcome to and a shout out to our, our two new guys, Miles and Andy, that are heading up that uh, that thread at, at hoop-ball.com, the DFS uh, thread. So that is great news, isn't it, man? I love it. it you know, honestly, it's I said it. I apologize last time. I apologize because it's going to be every night that I can't get to every question on Twitter. And if I can't, just jump in it with these guys. These guys will take care of you. They're good guys. They know their stuff. We wouldn't we wouldn't be putting them in this kind of situation if we didn't trust them um, with your with your lineups and your questions as well. So uh, you have many options uh, with us over here, like you said, me, Coach Andrew, and uh, now we got a few other guys in the wings as well. Yeah, I mean this this was the the final piece that we needed really to be, you know, uh, an all all, all go to you know, 360 coverage of, of DFS. You've, you've now got a, a 24 hour feed there that you can go to and look at any changes or things coming up. You've got seven days of week of, of free content. Um, and it's just awesome. And uh, the free content is because of our sponsors. Uh, and we're excited that uh, fantasy draft is our presenting sponsor. Uh, they're the only rate free fantasy site uh, that's out there, and they are launching a bunch of contests next Tuesday in NBA. So can't wait to to get on there because you can multi-enter positions on Fantasy Draft. You know, you can play a bunch of centers, whatever you want to do. 
uh, and and that's awesome. So you know, so support them uh, this weekend. They've got their big Sunday half a million dollar shooters NFL contest. Just jump on fantasydraft.com, put in the promo code hoopball, and you get a seven day free membership up to a thousand dollar and rake free event. So thank you to uh, definitely to Fantasy Draft and our home uh, hoopball that that helps us bring all of this forward. All right. Six games. First game on the dock. Again, it's a 7 Eastern, 6 Central, 4 Pacific lock. It is Detroit-Charlotte, and you, my friend, have the Detroit Pistons. All right. Well, this is a back-to-back for Detroit. Uh, first thing that needs to be taken into account, a lot of their yes. starters were out. We saw Drummond sit, and we saw Blake Griffin sit. So, uh, wouldn't shock me if one, if not both of them played, um, just knowing that the preseason is coming down to an end. Wouldn't it, wouldn't expect a dress rehearsal type of game from Detroit, especially with it being a back-to-back. Um, so for me, I'd, I'm looking in one spot on this entire team, and it would probably just be in Drummond's way, just because he has been playing uh, a good amount of minutes in the preseason and just... It's it's a simple thing of the reason why I played Embiid tonight. He didn't light the world on fire, but you'll take you know thirty five points oh, from a guy. Oh, he did well. Yeah. yeah, I thought he did well. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. Third, I mean, at, at the end of the day, if you're looking at salary, I believe he was ninety eight hundred on DraftKings. He put up thirty five DK points. If that's the regular season, we're not happy with that. But you'll take thirty five because we're not we're, we don't care about salary. At the end of the day, I think I left uh, seven grand on the table in most of my lineups yeah. tonight. So yeah, uh, I I think that's the only spot I'm really looking. Uh, Blake Griffin. You know, he could do it. I'm not going to say cross him off your board or anything, but I would just prefer Drummond over him. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm with you, man. And and I'll tell you, I, I've said it like it's funny because, you know, on, on Roto-Radar and on Hoopball and everywhere, everybody keeps saying to me when I was recommending people in lines today is, oh, I, I, I don't want to leave 7,000 on the table. I don't want to leave 6,000 on the table. And I keep saying, and I've said this all preseason, Salary is irrelevant in these games because everybody scratched it. It's the high value guys pretty much. So you can, you know, just don't even look at it. Take the guys that you think are going to get the the big run. You know, Carson Edwards was, was my hundred percent lock tonight. And, and look what he did. He just blew it up, blew it up. And there were a bunch of people wanting to chase salary and, and play the most expensive point guards on the slate just because they wanted to eat salary. Don't do it. So these last three days, block that out of your mind. Play the guys that are going to log the minutes. Minutes equal money. And once the regular season starts, now, you know, the conversation completely flips. Then it's all about value, you know, uh, high-level, mid-level, you know, low-level value plays, etc. So, yes, yes, yes. And it was funny because – one of the 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 feeds on Rotorators radar. Somebody had said that I guess they hadn't caught a lot of the the uh, thread, but they said, uh, you know, I, should I leave four thousand dollars on the table? And I put in caps. Salary doesn't matter, you know. And I guess I know when you put in caps, it's like you're hollering at somebody. So I felt bad about it, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was really trying to get my point across because I didn't. You know, it's such a sucker play to just try to plug guys in for, for money-wise. All right, I've, that's my little soapbox thing. I got it out of the way early. Um, I'm, I'm with Drummond 100% tomorrow. He, he's, uh, he's played good minutes in the preseason. I had a, a, a real feeling that he may be the guy 
that would sit tonight with Griffin just because of the minutes he's played. But it is Detroit's final preseason game tomorrow night, and they have a full week off. Uh, Casey's made it clear that he thinks Drummond is going to have the most efficient year by actually getting more minutes than he has in past years. So Drum, Drummond will be my lock at center tomorrow. And, uh, and that's where I'm going to end. Too many of the other guys got minutes tonight. I don't see them playing in back-to-backs. Um, you know, I, even Christian Wood, who was a great play tonight and a good bargain for me, uh, just coming off so many minutes tonight, I think they'll rotate the thon makers and just too many people here that are going to get minutes. So that's it. I'm, I'm drumming and, and move forward. Yeah, uh, I think that's that's the way to go with this. And um, if you are looking for any Pistons news, go follow Rod Beard on Twitter. He's uh he's one of the Pistons beat writers, but this guy is phenomenal. He's like he's one of the coolest guys that there is out there for team beat writers. He actually caters to the DFS community a little bit. So nice. if you, yeah, if you follow him, uh, he was tweeting out before the game who he thought would be viable DFS plays by minutes and price. He even goes on there and looks at prices, and he's a guy that's you know very very close to the team. Um, and just, say, say his name again. It's Rod, R-O-D, Beard. Just how you, uh, you know, like a beard yeah. on your face. Just how you'd spell it. Beautiful. That's simple. Good. I'm, I'm going to do that as well. Thank you. And, you know, any anytime you can find some beat writers like that that are, you know, especially that have some DFS ties, man, that's like, you know, huge. That's, that's big, big stuff to have. No doubt about it. Um, all right. As far as the Charlotte's side goes, um, you know, that's going to be interesting, uh, interesting uh, deal there because uh, they this also ends their uh, preseason tomorrow. So I think some of the younger guys get a little more run together. And I've been on, you know, this this Rogier. Uh, and Bacon bandwagon and a little bit of Miles Bridges the whole preseason. And it's done me pretty well. Rogier blew up big this last game uh, prior to this, which was great to see. Um, but, you know, I think that those three main guys uh, are going to be guys that will be in play. Batum has been ruled out, so he's not going to play. Um, so, you know, for me, it'll be a, a little bit of uh, – Rogier, Bacon, and Bridges, just like I've done most of the preseason. Uh, with a six-game slate, I, I certainly won't stack three of them. But depending on my build, uh, I could very likely have two in cash and you know uh, two of the other three uh, in a GPP. Yeah, for me, I, I agree with you. It's those guys, and I, I think I said it last time, I'll throw in P.J. Uh, Washington as well. Um, he's looking like he has a chance to actually crack this starting lineup. So if they yeah. want to continue to, you know, kind of just see, they have one more game to kind of see if this is their, is, if he's going to be their starter, especially with Batum injured, uh, most likely not going to be ready for the start of the season. Um, I definitely think he's in play as well. So is, is and, and I read that as well, that he may be the starting four. So does that mean they're going to play Bridges at the three? Uh, Rogier, Bacon, Bridges, Washington, and Zeller. Is that what it's looking like? Yeah, that's what I would assume it being. Um, yeah. I mean, unless they wanted to play him at the three and keep Bridges at the four, but that doesn't make any sense. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. they're going to go by size for the defensive matchups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, well, that's, you know, and again, that might be a strong play too, because if they are, if this, if anybody has sort of a dress rehearsal, it's a young team like Charlotte. I mean, 
Rogier's new to the team. Bacon's elevated now to a, a starter. Uh, Washington's brand new to the team. You know, Bridges uh, didn't start at the beginning of last year. He came off the bench. So really only Zeller's the returning guy. So, you know, I like Charlotte tomorrow. I, I really do. I think that Detroit will rest a lot of the guys because of the doubleheader. So you got Charlotte at home playing a Detroit team on a back-to-back in their last preseason game. Chalk it up for me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to – for me, I, I like this game. Um, like I said, there's only one guy on the other side of the ball. So if it is going to be a dress rehearsal game, if we keep an eye on that, um, you you jump all over those games just to, you know, get that out of the way now. If you if we know for a fact that there's going to be dress rehearsal games, there's going to be one game I'm going to hint to pretty closely um, where it has a pretty good chance of it. Uh, it was kind of mentioned in the past days. Um, I mean, honestly, let's just jump right into it, Coach. I'll just start us off with the Hawks over here. Uh, There's a tweet um, from one of their beat writers. writers. I don't want to uh, butcher the name. I believe his name is K.L. Chouinard. I could be butchering it. I could be wrong entirely. Um, But it mentioned that before the tip-off two days ago um, that this game was possibly hinting at being a uh, dress rehearsal for them. It was either going to be this game or the next one, which would be tomorrow's game, Wednesday. So right. if we look back at you know what the starters played last game, uh, Trey Young played twenty four, Collins played twenty seven, Hunter played twenty four, Len played thirteen. You know, the next highest guys were Bembry and Parker at twenty five and twenty four each. Um, pretty good minutes, but it's no by no means a dress rehearsal if you're playing twenty four minutes for like Trey Young. So. Um, I would imagine, in, unless we hear the word that they get scratched or that they're sitting, that the starters are going to get some some pretty good run in this one. I, and that's great insight, man. I'm, you know, I'm, that definitely brings them into play for me. Um, I know uh, Herter is still out. He's missed pretty much the whole preseason, I guess. Um, you know, the thing that surprised me in the last three games with Trey Young he had eight, seven, and nine uh, turnovers. That is alarming. So that is something to keep an eye on because, you know, those negative numbers are not a good thing. But uh, he's still awesome. I, you know, I'm, I'm a big young fan. Uh, Evan Turner is back, though. So, you know, he's getting a little run uh, there. Um You know, John Collins is always dangerous. He's just such a great DFS points per minute guy. Um, I'm impressed with DeAndre Hunter. Have you seen him play at all? I watched uh, a couple clips of him. I haven't really got to sit down and watch an entire preseason game of the Hawks yet. Uh, Just little snippets of kind of flipping from game to game here and there. But, you know, he looks like he should be their starter. Um, I don't think there's there's not a question about it. Um, He's very long. He's athletic. He can, you know, he has an all-around game that looks like it's going to fit very well into this kind of team and in the NBA in general. Um, Absolutely. For, for, for me, though, I mean, my main plays for this would be the two guys that you just said, it, you know, the main the main top dogs, Trey Young, John Collins. Um, that's probably the way I'm going to go. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really expect too much from anybody else just because they are deep. You got Evan Turner back. Um, so just go with the guys that you know are the best point-per-minute producers because at the end of the day, if you get DeAndre Hunter and Trey Young playing the same amount of minutes, you're going to want to go with the better point-per-minute producer because price is in our factor. That's true. And again, you know, the cost thing for for sure is is uh, in play there. Now, you know, I, I like Young and Hunter and Collins, uh, especially if they're going to get maybe 28 minutes. I mean, that would be awesome. Um, you know, so I, I could 
you know, I know I don't never not the guy to ever give you 10% of every good play, but uh, I, I like all three of those guys and I'm going to, you know, again, it's going to, a lot of it's going to have to do with who gets scratched in some of these games and how, you know, how things lay out. But uh, I, all three of those guys are on my radar. Uh, I am super impressed with Hunter though. I, I thought coming out of college, he was uh, a defensive specialist that had offensive game that needed to develop, but, Man, he shoots the ball really well and smooth. I, I think he's uh, he's going to be a, a real pleasant surprise. Definitely a all rookie first team uh, possibility with with him. So I'm gonna I'm gonna gander at all three of those guys. I'll tell you a guy to, to keep an eye on as the season comes up though too. I just wanted to mention it because I happen to watch a, a Miami Heat uh, there. Their beat guy uh, does this little thing where he asks questions to the players when they're doing pop a shot. Yeah, I was and, watching that. Yeah, see, yeah, it's pretty cool. It is cool. And they asked him who the toughest uh, person to defend that he's ever played, and he said Cam Reddish, and that surprised me because you know that's that's a big statement because he at Kentucky played against everybody good. Uh, so that you know, I just you know that just brought it to mind that you know, what, what a talent Reddish could be. And you meant, we, we went long discussion with him last time that he had an injury when he was at Duke. And, you know, so um, that's a guy I've, I've got a, a circle on because I bet you he's super cheap uh, when the regular season comes around. And I think he'll be a, a good rotational player, especially with Herter not coming back for a little while, I guess. Yeah, I mean, Reddish, <clears throat> he, he's a guy that, like we said, we talked about him a little bit. I think the exact... Um, the substance of that little quote was uh, the the best player that you had to guard in high school, because um, I know oh, was in high school. It was, I yeah, it was, it was in high, he in actually guarded career. he guarded him in high school. Oh, okay, um, I missed that. Yeah, I was paying I was paying attention to the Papa shot. I, <laughs> <laughs> he hit like 121 of them or something. 118. He yeah, 118. It was. It. Yeah. yeah, that's. But, Great. I brought it up because uh, I actually, you know, I'm, I'm a nerd when it comes to hoop videos. I'm always, you know, watching videos on General. YouTube, high school yes. videos, college videos, everything. And yeah. that's not the first time I've seen star, you know, top recruits coming out of high school um, say that Cam Reddish was the hardest guy that they've had to defend because yeah. uh, he, he's an absolute talent. Every I'm throwing away his whole college season. I'm not counting any of it. It doesn't matter. Um, he's yeah. playing on the stack two team. He was playing injured. Um, we've seen guys put up, you know, just minuscule numbers in college and be phenomenal talents in the NBA, and it's generally because they're playing on very, very good teams. I, I think Carl Anthony Towns, when he was in Kentucky, averaged something like, you know, twelve and nine or something. Um, yeah. And that doesn't, you know, it's not otherworldly. But look where he is now because he was playing on a team with guys like Devin Booker and other stars. So sure, look uh, at look at Bam Adebayo's numbers when he was at Kentucky. They're like embarrassing. Yeah, so it just goes to show you. <laughs> and I think Hunter might be a, another product of that. To be honest, you yeah. know, go full circle back to him. Um, I think he's a product of that. You know, he played on a very good college team where you know Virginia, right? Yeah, Virginia, yeah. and and you know we're talking about a team that won a title. So well, they play slow ball too. They're a slow down, use the clock defensive team. Yeah. So that that even plays more in his favor. You know. Yeah, and I I think he's what they need. This team needs because they were just a team that would get the pace pushed uh, against them, and they like to push the pace because they knew they couldn't play good defense. Um, yeah. And now it gives them another wing that is playing the three that can almost cheat over and help the defender or the you know help Trey Young when he gets blown by because that's going to happen a lot. 
Well, everybody made fun of the Suns and the Hawks last year, and now they're two of my favorite uh, NBA ticket games uh, teams to watch. So uh, it goes to show you how fast you can turn it around in the NBA, no doubt about it. All right. Uh, the other side of the ball against the Hawks is the Knicks. Um, they do have a lot of guys coming back that were dinged up and out. Um, I guess it looks as though, if, if I'm not mistaken, I read something that says R.J. Barrett leads preseason in minutes played. So I don't know if that was just part of the plan to really get him acclimated to NBA basketball. Can I touch on that real quick? Absolutely. Go Perfect, ahead. Perfect, because I actually seen a quote today from David Fisdale. Okay. Um, play R.J. Barrett again. Let's yep. just leave it at that. They're going to keep running him big minutes. David Fisdale said he's very young. The kid's a natural. He likes the ball in his hands. This whole team is young, he said. We need to get these boys minutes. Um, so I don't think that's stopping anytime soon with RJ Barrett. I wouldn't, I, you know, it would really shock me if it did. I'm putting my faith into that quote and I'm going to play him. Sometimes coach speak can go the wrong way, but I think just with what we've seen already, um, it's bound to happen again, especially just knowing the, the exact, I actually, you brought up that he's leads the preseason in minutes. He actually, I don't remember the year now I saw it. It was on the screen. It was a little highlight. He had more preseason minutes uh, played so far average than any player has in like the past however years like there's like wow. or something like that it was an absurd number um and even this year he's he's averaging i think six or five more than any other player jeez well that's you know he's the only guy on the knicks that i'm looking at tomorrow and that's the reason you know i mean i don't have to go through all the names for the 10th time but you know they have like nine power forwards and centers and they have plenty of guys there. And I guess Dennis Smith is back uh, in a limited role tomorrow and he got elf and all those guys. So it's to me, it's Nick's Barrett and that's it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm glad you brought up the Dennis Smith jr. Thing because he's actually playing for, and that was another thing that uh, Fisdale came out and said that basically the competition is going to come down to the last uh, final two preseason games. And now we have Dennis Smith jr. Healthy. So, the competitions between him and Alfred Payton. Um, mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be shocked if we see Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, get a little bit more run just because he missed the first two games and he's kind of playing for his job right now. So um, that wouldn't shock me to see him a little. I'm, I don't know if I feel completely comfortable like loading him up, loading up on him. I you know I wouldn't really trust him too much in cash, but I think he makes for a decent GPP flyer. I think that's smart. I I am not a Dennis Smith believer, but. I think your reasoning there is real. And, you know, it, it could also play that way for for Alfred Payton, too, if the, the elf is trying to win that spot. But now I'm, I think I'm going to steer clear of that uh, nervousness and, and just stick with who I know is going to be out there and bear it. Yeah. And again, like I said, in cash doesn't make sense. We have six games to choose from, uh, plenty of other spots we can go to. But All GPP, right. if you want to get a low-owned guy, it wouldn't shock me if he's lower-owned just because a lot of people are scared. Go for it. And now you get the San Antonio Spurs. So if you can ever figure out what Pop's going to do in a regular season game, let alone a preseason game, then you're a winner. Yeah, uh, and again, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm pretty much good with any Spurs. Um, I just don't think we really need to go there. I don't think anybody has that massive upside for any like GPP that is going to you know break the slate if you know if you wanted to go with one of the backup guards and hope for it but now we have every guard on the team completely healthy 
Uh, we're going to have guys kind of fighting for roster spots. Pop knows who his starting five is. He knows who his rotation is already uh, because it's yeah. pretty much the same guys that were there last year. Exactly. And and it's easy for me, too. I, I refuse to throw a dart at this dartboard and try to take a guess at who's going to get, you know, a bunch of minutes or if anybody gets a bunch of minutes. So it's it's a simple pass for me. Yeah, I'm not expecting a ton of guys to sit just because we did see a few of their um, a few of their stars kind of rest last game or on Sunday. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, again, I wouldn't expect more than, you know, 22 minutes from any of them. And at, with the other names we have on the board, I'd rather take 22 minutes from another one. I'm with you, man. Uh, over to the other side of the ball, the, the Houston Rockets. Um, you know, it's, God, watching James Harden play this preseason has been crazy, and the amount of minutes and production um, has been nuts. But, you know, I just, you got to think that, that Dan, and I know you, you mentioned <laughs> it or the very first game of the, the preseason, and you were dead on, you know, D'Antoni is known for running his guys out there a lot in preseason. But I just, I don't, I, I think I got to pass on Harden tomorrow. I just can't stomach the thought of the fact that uh, he's going to get enough time. And I know his production is totally insane, but, you know, Westbrook back into the mix. Um, so I just, I don't think I'm going to go there. You know, the guy that I think I may go to here, uh, and it's weird, but I think I may go to Daniel House. And my reason being is, you know, I, I think the guy can play. I think he can produce and, and get a decent run here. Uh, Gerald Green, who he was splitting time with at the three, uh, and, you know, I, obviously Gordon plays there a lot too, but House and Green were getting a ton of minutes. Green broke his foot, and it looks like he may miss the whole year. So, uh, you know, you, for the, the flyer guy, the low price guy, that can throw 25 fantasy points to, to make your lineup go well. Again, we don't have to look for huge value like regular season, but you know, house would be my wild card guy uh, for this team. I also like Clint Capella. I think, uh, you know, again, there you hate to target a team when they're playing against the Spurs, but Capella's a, a quite a bit uh, uh, high on the list of DFS points per minute. And with, with Westbrook and Harden, you know, feeding him the ball, I think you got to consider him. So Capello will make some of my lineups. Again, it's hard when you're, you know, can't play that many centers. Uh, but uh, he and then House as a wild card for me. So um, I'm, I can't probably with the, a conscious mind stare clear of James Harden if we know he's playing. Regardless, I know. if he plays 20 minutes, I'd, I'd still take him. Um, again, we're not worried about price tags. So at the end of the day, 20 minutes of James Harden or 20 minutes of anybody else, it's give me James Harden. I might even play him and Westbrook if we um, just because of how poor Westbrook's been playing. At the end of the day, the reason why uh, D'Antoni plays these guys so many minutes of the preseason is because they're usually bringing in a new piece or getting rid of a big piece every single year. So yeah. it's to build that continuity. And when he sees Westbrook struggling to play alongside of James Harden, you want to work these kinks out as fast as possible before the regular season comes. So for that reason alone, I'm interested in, both, in playing both of them. Uh, James Harden, obviously, I like more. He's the guy I would play first. Uh, I, I like that you brought up Daniel House. played 28 minutes last preseason game, and that was with Gerald Green playing 19. So right. I would, and he actually led the team in minutes last game. Yeah. So 
Um, he's another guy we could definitely look at. And, you know, just knowing that he played his 28 and uh, Green's 19 was still out there, I think if you, you know, I don't feel like saying this with confidence and I'm not recommending it, uh, but for a low-owned GPP guy, Ben McElmore should see extended run. He played 13 minutes last game. Um, he should be able to take some of those minutes from Gerald Green. If You know, I would say at least, you know, probably looking at 18, 20 minutes is the random, the most random flyer as possible. Yeah, that that's that's a good uh, contrarian play. Not nothing wrong with it. Um, I'll tell you though. <coughs> excuse me, big sneeze. Um, Harden is amazing. I just you know, I have had a phenomenal preseason. I, I I just I've gotten lucky in spots. I've gotten some great guys in there. I mean, I've uh, you know we're through tonight. 11, 11 games in, I've gone ten and one on a profit. Uh, ten wins, one loss. So. You know, that's pretty damn good. But I did have a, a fade of Zion when he had a million dunks. And I faded Curry that night when he dropped 40. And I continued my streak of fading one superstar last night was Luka Doncic. So it's not like I, I haven't <laughs> taken some gut punches you know, and right, survived. You know for for the sake of all of us, can you fade James Harden for us tomorrow? Would that would that be too much to ask? Is can that would be my stay fourth superstar fade? And can you imagine if I didn't fade those guys? Oh my god, I'd be doing even better. So I don't know, dude. I I may buckle under. You know, I, his ownership is going to be retarded. I think in the the one contest I was in last time, he honest to god, he was eighty six percent owned. How is that possible? It's just James it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. So we'll see how that flows. I'll probably chicken out and end up putting them in there. But uh, for right now, uh, I'm going to try to keep my superstar streak alive. <laughs> well, uh, I think it's a good way to go just because we don't have a lot. of. He's definitely going to be high owned. Um, I expect him owned in just about, you know, I would say about probably close to that 80 something percent, 84 percent, 80 percent. Uh, yeah, and he certainly the, deserves it. I mean, what the heck? There's not a lot of other guys on this slate that can get what he can get in 20 minutes if they had 30. So, yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. All right, man, let's go to game four. Memphis Grizz, you want to take the driver's seat on this one? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the Grizzlies are. I'm like a, a fanboy now. Um, I, got I them, know I'm going to have Grizz, them on league. You're pass. a Grizz guy. I love man. I love this team. I love the youth. I love just like the defensive prowess that they all bring. The length. Um, so I'm going to go with the defensive guys again. I'm going to look at the Brandon Clark's. Uh, I, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr. got screamed at on the on the sideline for missing a few uh, key defensive switches last game, so he kind of yeah. got chewed on a little bit and you know got into a little foul trouble. So he got pulled pretty early, um, but you know that's probably a large reason why Clark absolutely you know had a fantastic game. He's a great player anyway; he can do that regardless. But it helps when he Jaron is. Jackson's off the court. So um, I definitely think he's in play. I think Jackson is in play. I. Also, like Morant, I'm still waiting for Caboclo to get some minutes, man. I, I don't know if they're just not playing him because he's solidified or if they're G League him, but you know, I don't think I don't think he's that good. I, oh, I, I gotta I be honest with you. I mean, I watched him in I I initially liked him last at the end of last year, but then I watched him in the summer league and he, he just he, he was not special to me at all. I think he was just average. I think he's well. I mean, there's you know, there's there's places for that though. He's not an elite scorer. Um, he's not an elite defender. 
But he's definitely a guy for, as far as fantasy, you'll be very interested in because he will hit threes, he will get blocks, he will get steals, and he will board. So he's like a poor man's Jonathan Isaac, if you ask me. All right. Well, I, I, I am going to find a guy on this slate that I can go up against Caboclo tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Because no, if that's the case, if that's the case, then when you've got your Tory Craig zero, I would have won that with my uh, Mo well, Harkless against them. Uh, I knew to pass on that sucker. <laughs> we haven't we haven't butted heads on on picks here in quite some time. Uh, well, then why don't, we, uh, why don't you pick someone to go against James Harden then, huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That I, that is a hard pass for me. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's uh, so kind of where I'm at with those guys, though. I mean, you. You know, Morant uh, and Clark, I think, are, my, are probably my two favorite plays. Jaron Jackson Jr. is obviously in there as well. Um, but for, for everybody else, I kind of just take a hard pass. Yeah, I you know, I am not as high on the Grizz as you. This I know this is one of your big teams, and I do like some of the young pieces, no doubt about it. I, I think the fact that they were able to land uh, John Morant and Brandon Clark in the same draft is – is going to, you know, make their, their next 10 years. I think uh, Clark, again, as, as I've stated, like on every show, I mean, he was the MVP of the summer league and he was absolutely out of his mind and it's carried over into the preseason. And, you know, he's going to play a monster role, especially with Joe Val, uh, you know, coming along. He's supposedly trying to be ready for opening night, but uh, regardless if he is or not, Brandon Clark is a major rotation piece there and for that you know you always have to keep him in play but uh the only the only guy i like uh in this game is is john morant i i think he'll get a little bit more extended run and i think that he's starting to feel a little bit more comfortable uh the last game you know it it seemed like he was a little bit more of a groove but you know it's it's the same story with all of the young rookie and second even second year point guards turnovers are always a big problem. That's just they're getting used to the, the speed of NBA players. All those passes that they've always made at every other level are getting, you know, picked off or, or deflected. And it just takes uh, lots of games, you know, you know probably a hundred games or so until you see these guys usually flip the switch. But, but, uh, but I'm, I'm willing to, to roll the dice on jaw tomorrow. I think that, uh, you know, Houston's pace up now that, you know, they don't do the hardened 90 dribbles anymore. Um, I'm sorry, the Thunder, I'm ta- I was ta- I'm talking about their playing. But the, the Thunder, uh, with, with some of the guys that, that they're putting in the fastest-paced team, but enough that, you know, you know, they're getting up and down the floor. They have a few guys that, uh, that will run the lanes, and I think that'll give Jaw a chance to, to work some, some magic uh, against them. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think if we're if we'll just you know go straight to the other side of the ball, you brought it up. Um, they are going to be playing a pretty fast pace. Um, they're also going to have most of their starters back as well because a lot of them rested on uh, Monday against yeah. the Mavs. So I'm expecting a little bit of a tougher defense than they normally would have. Maybe now um, we kind of pivot away from SGA, just knowing that he's been just crushing it this preseason. Yeah, a he's lot been of the only guy out there that's what, some of the time yeah well exactly and that's not, and that's the reasoning for me to kind of just get away from it i know that if he's going to be high owned just because of his recent performances and that they're going to have chris paul back um for me that's the reason just to kind of take that pivot not saying he can have a bad game i still think he's going to have you know, a fairly productive game but if i can get an edge if he ends up being 50 60 percent owned i want to take it 
Let me guess. You're going to Steven Adams. Honestly, I'm not. I'm not too in love with any anybody what? from this game. I mean, I do like Adams and I do like Paul. Those are the only two guys I would play. Um, and I'm expecting about 22 to 24 minutes from each one of them. Um, but again, when you're looking at the slate and you're, you know, I know on FanDuel, you know, you get your one center spot. So I'm, I know on DK, it makes more sense for me to kind of get a little bit of Adams love just because um, I always like to play two centers on DK in preseason. Me too. And, and Adams is my third recommended center. That seems to be my theme uh, this, this preseason, but I like Adams, you know, he had the rest game. I don't think anybody, you know, with Joe Val out, especially from uh, Memphis, can check him. I think that, you know, the the 20, 24 minutes he gets, I think he'll smash and, uh, rebounds. And, and I just uh, – he's going to make the rotational lineup with the other two centers that I'll play in some GPPs. And for the exact reason you mes- mentioned with SGA, I'm, I'm going to fade him. Uh, I've ridden him – a lot this preseason and he's come through every night and he's been great. But, uh, you know, I think they'll let, let the gas pedal up on him a little bit with some of the other guys back, uh, and playing. So that's really all I've got for the thunder. Do you have anything else with them? Nope. Uh, I'm pretty much on the same boat as you ready to move on to this very, very unappealing game. Yeah, I know it's ugly. So let's take a, a quick second here. Uh, real quickly to mention our, our presenting sponsor again in Fantasy Draft. Uh, again, they they are the backbone uh, along with Hoopball and and our wizard behind the drapes, Dan Bespris, to you know really get this show uh, together and and out there every day. And uh, so we thank Fantasy Draft and really looking forward to their uh, opening night in the NBA next Tuesday. Definitely go to fantasydraft.com and sign up with a, pr- promoto- a promo code HOOPBALL, all one word. Um, and as far as, uh, you know, talking about the podcast and, uh, you know, getting it out there every day, we're seven days a week. Um, you can find us anywhere podcasts can be found. Uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, YouTube, uh, across the board. Uh, you know, it's out there. You can find us. Uh, we've had a big jump in YouTube uh, people uh, getting in there. So on YouTube, subscribe and hit that thumbs up, you know, on some of the other uh, places like iTunes, you know, give us the five stars, any positive, positive comments, all of that stuff adds up and means a lot to us. It helps uh, keep our sponsors uh, happy and allows us to continue uh, to bring you what I believe is the best free NBA DFS seven-day content in the industry. So, you know, stick stick with us on these. Uh, if you have some time in, in this uh, weekend, specifically with three days off before the start of the season, you know, uh, just jump on one of those uh, podcast uh, locations and look up our preseason uh, shows. Uh, we did specifically a three-part series on uh where we went over every team and almost every player in the league as far as dfs uh and nba as far as their role and and where we felt that uh who was going to step up and who was going to regress and and that kind of thing so catch up on that stuff keep supporting us there we really really appreciate it and uh you know so i don't forget at the end you know the the biggest thing today was the launch at hoop-ball.com for our uh, DFS forum, uh, that is uh, up 
that DFS thread will be updated constantly. Our, our guys, Miles and Andy, are uh, really working hard to bring you that information. And, you know, the, the continuity of this show coming out in the morning so you can listen to it on the way to work, at lunch, whenever you get a break, and then being able, you know, to bumper that with uh, jumping on our forums and then jumping on Twitter to uh, follow us for any of those changes should really give you the best advantage going into uh, the slates. And it's going to get really, uh, you know, a lot different. We haven't faced any big slates. I mean, we're going to be staring 12 and 14 game slates right in the eye. And that can be a little bit uh, intimidating if you don't sort of spread it out and, you know, listen to what you need to and look at the changes. Uh, And that really helps because if you're trying to smash a lineup in last minute, and trying to you know just listen to some of the touts that are giving you eight percent of every seventy-five percent owned person, uh, it, it's not going to work. So, uh, so that's where we are, man. That's it. Um, anything you have to add on any of that other stuff? No, I think you just said it, man. Um, <laughs> it was a mouthful, but you got it. Uh, now I think we're ready just to talk about uh, this unappealing game. Like I said, it's it's Portland versus Utah. Uh, you know. It's Utah's final game of the season. That's one thing that we need to keep in mind. So, uh, you know, if if there's a reason for them to kind of give their guys any extended run, uh, we'll see it here. Or if there's a reason that they just want to kind of get their backups in it, we'll see it. So that's kind of one of the things I'm looking at. And then also that uh, Portland is on the first leg of a back-to-back. So they're going to actually be playing a back-to-back and playing Thursday night as well. So two major things that we should focus on going into the game. But... Otherwise, I'm not expecting anybody in this game to really play more than 24 minutes, 22 minutes, absolutely tops. Portland's been notoriously known for kind of easing back on their starters during the preseason, and I would kind of anticipate that going forward as well. Um, and we just know that a lot of these guys on the Jazz played for FIBA, so there's it's kind of my main reason to fade them most of the preseason. You know, I, I'm with you a million percent. This is such a, a monster pass game for me. I mean... You know, your point of Portland playing a back-to-back with tomorrow and then and the following day is it makes it a, a tremendous crapshoot on, on who's going to play. So you can't trust that. Uh, the Utah guys, I mean, Jokic has looked awful in the preseason. He looks so uninspired and, you know, just slow. I, I wouldn't trust his effort until they, they tap it up for real. Confusing so. uh, Denver Denver and Utah just now, Coach. Oh, did I really? Okay. <laughs> no, nah, you're good. I'm uh, Gobert. sorry. Sorry. Gobert is who I was. Uh, yeah, Gobert, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, so, no, I, and I don't feel that way about Gobert. I, I, you know, that that's a Jokic, Jokic take, and uh, he's not on this card. He's, he's on tomorrow night against Portland. Uh, so I'm looking at the back, the second game of the, the back-to-back back back for Portland. But, uh, no, Utah, again, same thing. They do have a lot of FIBA guys as well, like you mentioned, uh, uh, you know, with, with everybody from you know, Bogdanovich to Ingles to Gobert. So uh, they've really taken it easy in the preseason. Uh, I don't like either one of these teams at all, and it's a complete scratch for me. Yeah, I mean – the one guy I think is Anthony Simons just because I think his role is going to be safe no matter what. He should play solid minutes. But, again, I don't think we really need to go there. So I think we're ready to just talk about the, the late game hammer. Uh, Coach, I got to hear your take on uh, what you're doing with L.A. 
Well, you know, the, the weird thing is, this, you know, I mentioned it the other day, this is the second of the three consecutive games with Golden State in L.A. So it's like, what? And, you know, it's so bizarre trying to figure out what's what's what here. Um, actually, I have a stronger take on Golden State, if you don't mind. Let me touch on that one first, because I want to play Draymond. I wanted to play him the last time, and he got scratched. Uh, Curry scratched. So uh, I just – I like Draymond in this game. I, I He's had a, a, a quiet – uh, preseason, and I just like him stepping up, and he's going to be a pretty much a plug and play for me uh, tomorrow. Yeah, I'm with you. I have some interest in Draymond. I think this is actually if if D'Angelo Russell is going to have a good preseason game, it's got to be now with Steph Curry already ruled out. So um, first thing that we probably should have mentioned, Curry has already been ruled out for this right. game. Yep, um, he's not playing. So that's a ton of usage. That's a ton of shots. Uh, we know that he's going to be the focal point of their offense, and besides him, it's pretty much Russell. Um, so I think those two guys should be your your primary focuses. Yeah, and then you got Marquise Chris, who's still kind of competing for his role. Uh, really came out. We talked about him last show. He really came out and started. So. I'm fine with rolling out whoever the starting center is, and if you wanted to pivot off Chris and look at Spellman, it's an option. Um, but for me, it's gonna be Chris Russell, uh, Green, and then you know, random GPP flyer like Spellman and McKinney would be okay as well, I guess. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm all about uh, you know, Draymond and Russell's my backup selection there. I like him uh, in that game. Those are the only two guys I'll touch, and then I'll, I'll let you lead off. I want to get your take on LA. I'm not gonna. I want, I want to – I got because I got a feeling uh, I know who you're going to recommend here. I just want to see if I'm right. <laughs> you, think, you think I'm going to say JaVel McGee, don't you, Coach? Nah, no, I'm not, and that's a funny joke, but no, I did not think it was McGee. <laughs> well, I, I mean, you, it's a big thing like you mentioned. Um, this team playing the same team basically you know, four times in one preseason is just out of control. Ridiculous. Uh, you know, three times in, what, four or five days – so they they do play to, they do play on Wednesday, but then they don't play them again until Friday. So it's not like it's a back to back. So I'm not in in fear of too many guys in their minutes necessarily. We saw a bunch of them sit last game. Yeah. Um, so it's this is going to be a news to monitor situation. I wouldn't expect Davis to play after the thumb injury. I think that's going to open up more minutes for the guards. Um, and I, again, I'd be looking at guys like Caruso, um, Norvell, that guy Norvell. Um, I don't know much about him, Coach. Maybe there's something you could tell me about him. Um, I, but he, if he's going to get run and he's going to get minutes, I think we have to keep an eye on him. I feel you know more comfortable, obviously, with Alex Caruso as a player, just knowing what he can do. Yeah. Um, but he came out there and played t- 33 minutes in their in their preseason game last time. 22 points, four boards, one assist. So you know, if we hear that a couple of these you know main stars are going to be sitting again and then they're just going to play him in Friday's game, I'd feel a lot better about Norvell. If we hear that LeBron's playing and a couple other guys, I, I think that we're going to be looking at more of starter rotations, and I would be looking at Caruso. Um, and then yeah, I'd be foolish to uh, to not mention my guy Javel McGee. Right, that's what I brought up. I brought up the joke uh, again just because he only played 17 minutes last game, but 11 points, five boards, one assist, three blocks. <laughs> uh, that's 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 enough, uh, but it would only be in uh, you know DraftKings where you could play more than one center. I think in FanDuel we have a few other center options, so he's definitely not close to my number one option. Uh, but he's in play. Yeah. Well, I I thought you were gonna 
go to LeBron here. So I was wrong. Oh, I, I wasn't even going to no, I wasn't going to not even mention LeBron. I think if, if we know LeBron James is in play, um, you know, you start your lineups pretty much with LeBron James yeah. and with James Harden for me. Well, if, I, if we hear he's playing, it's and, just and that I, I would be so disappointed if he doesn't play. It would, it'd sort of be ridiculous. He hasn't played at all and he's healthy. So you would think they want to get him some timing. Uh, so, you know, LeBron is is my guy in this game until I hear he's not playing. I'm sticking with sticking with him. Uh, again, I think that he'll get in there and, and get good minutes. Now, I you know, I watched all of that painful game, the last game, and watching poor David Stockton try. I mean, he, he ended up somehow with 10 and 7, which I don't know how. But he was so bad, they cut him last night already. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't even um, make it to the last couple of preseason games. That's how bad he was. But um, with that being said, you know, your Caruso has to come into some play there. I mean, they just don't have that many point guards that are, are going to play unless they, they're firing up Rondo in this game. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm only going LeBron James here. Um, I can tell you that Zach Norvell Jr., played really, really good in the summer league. He did catch notice. My son and I mentioned him. Uh, I mentioned him the show. If you remember when we did, the guys I sort of had ranked that, that played well uh, in summer league, and he was one of the guys I listed because he just he's a, a lefty, sharpshooter guy that just seems to have a nose for the ball. But, man, it's just such – he screams sucker play, you know, chase – uh, that a guy that's going to, you know, throw seven, eight points on the board. So I'm probably not going there. I'm, I'm uh, LeBron or bust. Um, I don't want anything to do with any of the bigs. I just think there's too much rotation right now. Uh, and, and you don't need, I mean, a guy like Demetrius Jackson's trying to make the team and, you know, he's talented, but with, with salary not being an option uh, or problem or issue, uh, I'm not going to go there. So that's it for me, big fella. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like what I said, I think. I think LeBron James is going to dictate um, this whole game and matchup and who we're playing because if LeBron's playing, we have a better idea that they're going to be going with more of like a an actual game rotation where you'd see guys like Norvell and Dwight Howard take kind of take a back seat because they're going to be worrying about getting their actual guys in the rotation minutes. But for for, for some reason, he sits again. Um, which I would be shocked if he does and just plays on Friday and they decide to do that as their small little dress rehearsal kind of game, uh, then that's when I would look at guys like Norvell because then I think we could see the, the, you know, the guys that aren't expected much rotation run you know, get their run just because there's no point to play too many of the starters. Um, and not to mention the good play for LeBron is small forwards ugly. Uh, yeah. you know, there's, there's only basically like one or maybe two other options we'd really be interested in. So I think that LeBron just paying up for that small forward, locking it in, knowing what you're getting from him is a, a really good way to go. All right, man. That sounds like the deal. That's it. Six games in the books um, and, and good to go. And then uh, uh, tomorrow night, uh, we're, we're on again tomorrow, right? Yes, we are. Yeah, cool. You can't get rid of me. I'm here. We're coach. winding it down, man. I heard you. I I hear your jabs this morning. Too. No, uh, no, no. I li- I listened to the you know the show on my way to work. I heard the jabs. Oh, Dan must have edited those, and <laughs> I I didn't say any of that stuff. Yeah. 
yeah, he's got it's got to be the guy behind the curtain. Yeah. You know, blame blame the guy behind the curtain. He's uh, sabotaging the whole thing, man. That's, that's all right. One of these days, you'll have to take a day off, and I'll be so low, and then I'm going to be running wild. Uh oh. Uh, all all the war stories are going to be coming out. So oh no. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's, I, I'm looking forward to the regular season. I'm looking forward to the night. I think this is going to be a fun slate. Uh, just monitor your news, guys. Make sure you keep it updated. I, I try to get to the questions. I try to retweet any uh, beat writers I see posting anything. Um, so, you know, keep your eye on that kind of stuff. Keep your eye on Coach and go into the forums. It's a new thing that we have. Use it. Take advantage of it. It is just an amazing tool that we're giving you guys. So use it. Go after it. Perfect stuff, man. Well, good. Well, uh, that wraps it up uh, for tonight. So, you know, thank you for joining us on Hoopball NBA DFS today. For my man, Mike Apatria, I'm Coach. We'll catch you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA DFS. Good night. Take care, guys. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.